Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Anyway, uh, two wonderful uh, weather people are with us. Uh, Declan and, uh, Buckley and Mary McAvoy, good afternoon to you Hello. both. Good afternoon. Yes. Good afternoon. Here's a first question. Let's do it. I love sex and I'm a very sexual person. Sorry, I don't know if they wrote it that way, but you just have to read it that way. I love sex and I'm a very sexual person. Some of it has been great and a lot of it has been terrible. Yeah. Uh, however, the physical connection that I had with my ex-boyfriend was, and I say this with the full acceptance of cliche, mind-blowing. We would have sex five or six times a week and sometimes uh, more than once a night. And that was even after more than a year together. I've never felt anything like it before meeting him or since. Unfortunately, for many other reasons, the relationship didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Exhaustion might be one. Uh, Yeah, I'm now starting to get back out there. But the few experiences I've had have been pretty underwhelming, to say the least. I'm so worried that I will never experience the same level of sex again. What if he's the best sex I will ever have? (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> your face is like yeah. I can see your tolerance for this person is like low. Well, look, I, look, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm trying to I, <laughs> one that I understood. What you was, I don't, I'm assuming it's a person, a woman. A woman. Well, yes, it's it a, is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's great that a woman, you know, can can have such a sex drive and admit to such a sex drive and satisfy such a sex drive. That's yeah. great. We, yes. That's agreed. I haven't said, you know. But do you know something? Part of a relationship between man and a woman, the, f- the physical side of it is the easiest side. And maybe that's why they were having great sex, because the great sex, actually, that this is the original boyfriend that mm. didn't work out. Maybe the great sex was distracting from the fact that they didn't really communicate very well or they didn't have any emotional connection. And vis-a-vis the best sex you've ever had. Well, first of all, I'm, I am... Got to put the word. Maybe you're a sex addict. That's just putting it out there. If you're not, if you're not a sex no, addict, no, they just love sex and they're a very sexual person. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. if you're no, but seriously, <laughs> I'm just putting that. that out there. Yeah, okay. but if you're not, yeah, you've got to start realizing that you, you you've obviously are not happy with just a sexual relationship, um. So. Emotional relationships takes time and patience. And usually from that will grow a really beautiful, tender sexual relationship. Mm. And, you know, it's but it won't be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It would be a slight, it would be very different and very meaningful and fun as well. So I think just park the whole have my best are my best sexual days behind me. And when you meet someone who, who who interests you as a person, work on that part and see what happens um, in in on the physical side. But um, certainly I would, you know, if you want to be happy for, you know, with somebody long term, it can't be just on a purely sexual basis. It, it can't. Agreed. I, OK, I, next. I was kind of like uncertain from this letter whether or not is this person saying that they want our permission for her to go back to her ex? Because, yeah, you know, it's kind of, mm. you know, whether it was like, I know, you know, he, he he treated me bad and I know X, Y and Z didn't work out. But because for me, the sex is so important. Is it a bad, am, am I a bad person for wanting to be with somebody only for sex? No. Um, and I, I don't think, obviously, no, is, is what I would say. Um, or... 
and going to, by what you were saying, Sean, about how you know, you know, I love sex and I'm a very sexual. But somebody who write writing that um, is obviously thinking about themselves. They're constructing yes. a, a, a persona that may or may not actually be the reality and also may or may not fit in with with the realities of the world, you know, because it implies that they are more sexual than other people and other people are less sexual. Mm. They're and I know there are people who have pathologies around sex because they just, you know, and I know Ireland was a particularly weird country for sex for, for decades and decades. And I know all that. So are you saying that, oh, I, I, I have a freedom of thinking that allows me to engage sexually with people without any sense of shame and with, great knock yourself out that's great um, you can do that without building a relationship you can be yeah. a promiscuous person sleeping all the way around and just having sex 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 mm. sex and if if your only end game is to have good sex then sooner or later yeah but you're more likely to just hit the right spot more regularly <laughs> if you're just changing partners because, you know, you know, you could end up with somebody you, you kind of like, but they're just not doing it for you. Um, so from that point of view, I kind of go, oh, I, I don't really get what your, what your actual um, problem is because, you know, is, is your ex the best sex that you, you'll ever have? Well, if that is the case, then as Mary said, it's not only because of the, the technical side, the, the sex side, it was to do with other parts of the relationship, whether it was because you were or you weren't communicating emotionally, whether, you know, there was other aspects that made you comfortable, relaxed, not relaxed, whatever it was. I don't think they had time turning, to be relaxed. They were having so much sex. But, but, it, but I didn't even know because we don't know. She didn't give us the information so I don't well, know she what. Did. She, she was there. Times a week five, five or six times a week. <laughs> Obviously yeah. there was that Sunday off. Yeah. Uh, and, and twice. Done. Sometimes more than once a night. Uh, now, but she says, it strikes me that, that like that's all she has to say about this relationship. She yeah. was with this fella for a year and that's what she equates to a good relationship is good sex. Nothing else. But she said, yeah, but she said the other things didn't work out. So there was obviously something that didn't work out enough for it, for someone to end the relationship. And that's what she's got to work on. If if she wants a relationship, but what I'm trying to, to stop her, from, if you're just going to go looking for mind blowing sex every time you, you, you engage with somebody, um, you're not gonna. You're you're gonna have. You're gonna have to at some stage have different expectations. I think it's what. Unless I'm you marry Sting. If you marry oh, really? Sting, you marry well, that goes on for for eight hours. Tantric currently having sex. Still. Well, he claimed that the the eight hour claim was really there were six hours of buying them gin and tonics and begging. <laughs> rather, than, rather than that was the whole thing. Yeah. The thing is that like. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, everybody loves, or the vast majority of human beings on the planet love sex. Yes. Of course. And plus also, it's it's a fact of biology and relationships that for the first year or two, you might have a load of sex and it might be great. And then you get older. Then you might have kids. God love you. And you'll never have sex again. So think <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and it's also that you, by the nature of your own physiology changing the kind of stuff you're not going to be able to get into the crab anymore so there's certain <laughs> things I mean the crab isn't a place must write that down <laughs> yes write yes. the crab girl I use members <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, okay. So, uh, obviously, she still can get into the crab. So she, she, she can. She, she and, wants and, to and have and the if it is that, like, if, Maybe she just needs to work out whether or not it is purely just the 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 um, the sexual side of stuff that, that gives her joy. And if so, maybe that's where you're at for the next... Because maybe you'll change. Because people change. Well, if she does, I hope... Yeah, if she doesn't change... It's not always the same loving sex and when you're, you know, 65 and, you, you, you know, it's not always going to be available to you. Correct. To the degree. Yeah. That, so I think you have to kind of start, you know, thinking what else is there to my love life other than sex as, you know. Yeah. I think she's got one that bit sorted and don't let that bit go. But she's mm. got to work on, on what it is she wants. There is something that she is looking for outside of the sex. Do you remember, was it last week? There was somebody saying, I have sex with my partner, but I keep thinking about my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Is is there a bang of this off that, that she has happened? I didn't you know? read that and that. No, no but she, like, she's worried that she'll have a new relationship. She'll only be thinking about uh, yeah. Johnny Loverpants that she was with before. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, again, I think we said that last week, is that some, sometimes there, there are moments where you just go, oh, wow, that was wild and that was gas and that was amazing and that made me feel X, Y and Z. But those things are individual moments. They're not, yeah, it isn't a continuous yeah. thing. And even with that relationship, if you had stayed there, it would still be a moment with, the, with that guy. That you'd be going, oh, remember that time we did that? It's not like, oh, we do it every week and it's great. You know, because as you say, things change and people, people become bad in sex. <laughs> you can't do the crab anymore. And, and it gets cold. It does. Uh, yeah. And you prefer to wear your jammies <laughs> in bed. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. Thank now, cuddle maybe is fine, but don't be getting any ideas. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm in my 30s and an only child. My mum and I used to talk once a day, maybe twice. But since my dad left her three years ago, it has risen to 10 times and more sometimes. It's so draining. I've recently moved in with my boyfriend and so much of our time together is spent with me on the phone to mam, and he's getting a bit annoyed at the volume of calls. I try to not pick up all the time and the only answer every other call, but she'll only call uh, more that day as a result. It's not like she is breaking news or anything. I've tried to tell her not to ring me first thing as neither I nor my boyfriend need another alarm clock. (laughs) She also expects me to be able to chat when I'm in the office. I love her, but it's getting exhausting. How do I manage her? Oh God, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. I, I think as well, at the core of this, it's actually quite a nice problem to have because what you're basically describing is, is a very good open relationship with your mom, where you're talking and you're not, you know, it's she's just chatting you, talking about whatever she feels like. And I hope that she is talking about everything that she feels like. I hope that it, it, there isn't just a superficiality of conversation that, because obviously your mom's gone through a big change in her life and, and it's, it, it, as you say, it's sad. Um, it's also about boundaries as well, though, yeah. because whoever whoever else is in your relationship and however how much you love that person, you still do need to create like a boundary about where your space ends and their their relationship with you begins. And I think if if it's causing problems for you or for other people in your life, that it is something that you you, you do need to kind of bring up. You don't need to bring it up as a problem, but it sounds to me you've tried to, to tell her casually that there are certain things that you'd rather she didn't do, like ring you at 7am or while you're at work. I think both of those things are very realistic. They're both, uh, sorry, not realistic, they're very reasonable, reasonable yeah. requests. And if she's ignoring that, well, then you need to be a little bit firmer about, mm. you know, how you handle that. Obviously, if your mom is calling at a time it's not appropriate, 
don't answer the phone. Mm. It's like, you know, That's don't answer the true. phone. And, you know, you're, you're saying that the letter writer seems to imply that if you don't answer the phone, she'll just ring it back again later. But guess what? Don't answer the phone. You cannot answer the phone <laughs> that time, time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because habits are forming. Your mum has developed a habit where she's just calling you and sadism might be, you're probably one of the only people she can kind of talk to on a regular basis. You still need to, to, to kind of, if you have other things to be doing, you need to actually just go, look, Mom, I can't right now. And that's mm. fine. Talk to her later. Yeah. I, I didn't have, well, I did have a kind reaction to the mother, but not quite as kind as yours. Because technically she's stalking her own daughter. And <laughs> yes. She is. Let's, let's not. You know, and, you know, I think, yes, just say to her mom, if you call, I won't answer the phone. That's it. And then hold to that and, and say, answer the phone maybe four times during the day. And, and let her get used to that. Because even if you think you're being nice to your mum because she's lonely and she wants to talk or whatever it is, you're actually enabling her to be helpless. Because as long as you answer the phone and yeah. you're there every yeah. day, she's not going to go and call a friend or she's not going to go and have a cup of coffee or she's not, she's just going to, oh, like well, I can call, point. you know, yeah. whoever. So I think it's very important for both of you, not, not just you, but your mum, to put those boundaries down and... You know, and there is a lot, and I know there's an awful lot, because I know myself, I looked at, you know, after my parents when they were elderly and all of that. Well, I didn't really look after them, but you know what I mean, in terms mm. of I was I was there. So you're always worried if you don't answer the phone, if there's something. Yes, you know, of course. Yeah, there might be can, an emergency. That yeah, time. but the only yeah. thing is then you can actually check the, the answering, the, the, mm. uh, your answer. Yeah, if she leaves a message. Yeah, she leaves a message. And so then I do that. But I would very, very consciously not answer the phone quite a lot of times during the day. Say four times I will answer. Don't tell her that. Mm. But she'll get, she will yeah. get that and then make it to three. Then, you know, you, you might, but you are not, you're enabling her to, to depend on, on, on you. Yeah, if much. she says to the mother, there's just times of the day I can't, I'm I physically can't answer yeah. the phone, then that's yeah. the next And then I, don't, even and then if don't. she can. I mean, I, look, work is definitely, when I don't know what kind of work yeah, you're doing, but terrible, I mean, there's yeah. obviously some jobs where, you know, if you're a brain surgeon, <laughs> yes, <laughs> mommy. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's also the fact that she's recently moved in with her boyfriend as well. Yeah. So maybe mom yeah. is trying to. They're having all that mind blowing sex as well. <laughs> so that's uh, it. Um, you know, you don't be interrupting that. Mommy, I'm in the crab. You can't believe how difficult it is to answer the phone in this position. Uh, One of my closest and oldest friends moved away earlier this year to start a new life with her husband in America. I knew I'd miss her, but what I wasn't expecting was feeling hurt by her lack of contact. I tried to keep in touch weekly when she first went, but I noticed she'd take ages to reply or wouldn't agree to a time for us to arrange a call or a Zoom for a chat. She talks a lot about the new friend she's making and how happy she is, but I can't help feeling jealous and dumped. I know we should just let it go and move on, but she was a constant in my life for 30 years and I miss her. Do I tell her how I'm really feeling? Sorry. Oh God. <laughs> I'm dripping laughing. with sympathy on that one, Declan. <laughs> only because when I read this, the only thing I could think of was that this was written by Peg Sayers to her friend caught Jim that went away to America and left her behind. And again, <laughs> oh, the Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, listen to Peg Sayers. We probably oh. wouldn't have had to read that book for our leaving yeah. third. But um, all seriousness, though, it's a difficult time when, you know, people separate from you and, and obviously there's a, you know that's that's difficult that's difficult i think that what you replace in the space that's been emptied out is, is really important and and if you're if you're your friend obviously has left and is gone 
from you know from your sight they're away but they're not in this net in this day and age technology is so good and you know there, there are ways in which you can be be closer in contact obviously he, what's happening here is that the friend is gone he's trying to make a life for themselves very busy it's much easier to deal with the immediate yes. place around you um, and, and so therefore you you kind of have dropped down in uh, priority in priority in the moment and kind of like the mother in the last call, the last question uh, um, the mother in the last one is just kind of thinking thoughtlessly is just contacting the, the, that's what she does and your friendship with the, the, this person has gone away was kind of like that they were there you just saw each other it was all very you know that's what we did and now that's been emptied out from your life you're you're dealing with a kind of a loss and a, and a bereavement but that can't be replaced fully by your friend overseas they can't be as much a part no. of your life because even with Zoom calls and, and whatever it's just not going to be the same so you have to move on in, in some way and it doesn't mean that your friend doesn't care about you mm-hmm. in the same way. It just means they can't be with you yeah. in the same way. And that's a different thing. And I yeah, but she did say she's moved to America to start a new life. Yeah. So that's and what she's doing. And starting a new life takes a lot of energy and a lot of attention, you know, and you're finding your feet everywhere in every way. Um, socially, work-wise, where you live, mm. all of that. So it probably takes a lot. of, And it is exciting. And what I would say to the person who wrote the letter is, is give her give her time. I don't. Uh, did she say how much time she, when she's gone? How long About a year, I think. About a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that year. Earlier this year, actually, not that this, long. Yeah. yeah. So give give her time, and then after a while, there's no reason why you can't say, "Look, I really miss you. Can we talk a little bit more often?" Mm. That's all. You don't have to say, "You never call me, and you forgot yeah, yeah, me, yeah. and I'm hurt." You can just say, "Look, I, I, exactly that. I really miss you. Um, you know, can can we have a, a you know, if there's any way you can." Have, have a chat a bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, and because I, I, you know, and then I think then again, a bit like um, the mother in the last letter as well. I think then you have to start, um, you know, just you just have to let, let it go that the availability of your friend, maybe nothing to do with her, is just going to, is, is very much less than it was before yeah. in terms of there's going to be no coffees and there's going to be no, yeah, that's, you know. So you've got to replace friendships, that, yeah. a lot, a lot, Often with friendships, you can have, you know, the core concept of a friendship is based on an idea of like platonic love and you love each other and you yeah. do anything for each other. But a lot of the time, the padding around that kind of idea is you're available to be the yeah. person that does X, yeah. Y and Z with me, whether that's go to the pub with the lads on a Friday night or, you know, your kids are all the same age so you're on the, you know, you're doing the school run at the same time. All of these things that combine to making your lives seem like you're more integrated and important to each other is a lie. It is a lie. <laughs> a lie. Like, I, I, was gonna, I don't know anyone, well, maybe it's just because I don't have that many friends who are like the women in Sex in the City, like who basically if they, you know... In each other's pockets. Kind of thing. Other's yeah, pockets. they're meeting every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah and um, I don't, I don't, I don't, and I really don't know anyone like that and never have done. So, but maybe that's got to do with me. But it, it was like the, like the woman who wrote into us, she has a gap in her life and obviously the friend doesn't have a gap Easy, in her life it. and that's why she's kind of annoyed almost that yeah. she wants her to have a... Yeah, but I don't think, well. I think she should put but it in I a think nice... But also, it's also, you're kind of saying, was, was our friendship over X amount of years not real? Mm. I'm saying, yes, it is real, but it's not... Present. It's present. not here in the low. You're not here anymore. It doesn't mean you don't like. If, if, for example, if you were to come back, or you were to go over to visit, or that person is to come back from wherever in America they are, the minute you see each other, that affection and that consideration for each other would still be real and still be there. 
I just don't think that you can expect the same volume or the same amount of space in your life to be taken up by that, that relationship. And, and also just when the shine goes off the new life and everything becomes normal, you know, and it's all, you know, everyday things and not, the novelty is gone. I would say she'll sort of, the, the lady in America will, will, will start calling more often because she's, I, I think I'd be quite excited if I moved to a new place. And, you know, it's not that I wouldn't be thinking of my, my friends or whatever. It's just that, I'd my, all my attention would be there because you're trying to get something done you're, you're trying, trying to get something you're trying yeah, to put down put roots, put roots yeah, and, yeah. and centre yourself so it does take a lot of emotional and physical energy to do that yeah and it can feel like I suppose if she spends a lot of time bringing up the friend it's like she's living in the past a bit yeah. to the woman who's gone to yeah. uh, America yeah. uh, and this is a good point someone's just texting in some people may hate the phone and Zoom I hate mm. to have to keep up a friendship that way I'd have no friends uh, says yeah, and that's true because I hated that bloody, you know, Zoom pandemic time. Zoom time. It was awful. Was like, what? Yeah. what? What did you say? Ah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. I liked it. Did you? Then again, I'm sort of. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate not being able to see somebody's face when I'm talking to them. I, I hate not Zoom, being able though. to. Yeah. Yeah, but some sort of fuzzy notion of what their face looks like, you know, of leering out of the shadows, half cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in relation to the mother calling all the time I feel for this girl I had a similar experience and the guilt ate me up yeah. when I ignored my mam's calls I kept thinking of all the uh, all the things she did for me for years until I became an adult and I beat myself up for not having the energy to be there for her however after she died I'd have given my right arm for just one more of those simple nothing to say except high calls oh god I wish I hadn't read that one out now because yeah. the woman who you know going oh my god I should do it all the time uh, the um <laughs> Anthony and Galway wants to know, you can send in your questions to afternoon at newstalk.com. That's uh, um, something I should probably say more often because we get that text a lot. Uh, the, uh, the As for the woman who had the mind-blowing sex and is scary, she won't ever have it again. Uh, Anya says it might be helpful to speak with a psychosexual therapist who would help her to explore her understanding of intimacy in relationships, uh, she says. Uh, Yes, you agree with that? Mary? I do because yeah. I was actually I was I was thinking about it and I forgot to say it is that sometimes sex is 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 the least intimate thing you can do mm-hmm. and just sitting in a room not talking to somebody is the most intimate thing you can do. Yes. So yeah. in actual fact um uh, there are different kinds of intimacy and sometimes the non-sexual intimacy is the hardest to establish. Yeah, John and Leitrim says we're in our 40s, we have Olympic sex uh, once every 4 years. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I feel like John's done that one before. Uh, and, I've never heard that one. Uh, uh, who does that great sex guy think he is making a show of us Irishmen having six months work of sex every week? <laughs> Tell her the truth. Yes, that was the best sex she's ever going to have. Uh, and that's from every other Irish guy, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, Barbara and Declan. I should thank say Mary much. and Declan. Thank you both very much. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.